Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for August 11th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric and I am here to help you guys make some money. You can find my work at ETOF21 on Twitter, at ETOF21 Sports underscore on the gram, at ETOF21 Sports on TikTok. Make sure you're subscribing to my YouTube channel at ETOF21 Sports on YouTube and Twitch. Wow. Football's right around the corner. It's Thursday right now. Obviously, we have some NFL games kicking off tonight for preseason. No action in those. I did give out two bets for week one of the preseason on the dresses and salted pretzels live stream. So you got to make sure you check that out. I am going to be on BTV doing weekly previews on the ETOF 21 Sports Show weekly previews. I'd like to thank Dave Weaver. Thank everybody for stopping by. It was kind of funny. Dave, I've talked to Dave before. Dave and I have never really did any work together. Came on, my internet froze. He took it off like a champion. I'd like to thank Dave. Great guy. Make sure you're giving him a follow. FanDuel's ways, more ways to win on TVG. Yeah, great guy. Thanks for everyone who's making that a go. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I really appreciate the support that I am getting on that. Yeah, you know, it's going. I got some a lot of ideas. I appreciate all you guys being part of this. Before we hop into the show, and oh my God, we have a great show for you today. As always, Brandon's going to come on. We're going to talk some NASCAR. Obviously, we hit Harvick 25 to 1 last week. My boy Jim is going to come on. He's going to tell you what CFL bets to lock in. Making his first appearance ever on the podcast. The Gambling God's going to come on. He's going to tell you some NFL bets and Fantasy Flojo is going to come on. He's going to tell you his quarterback rankings. Before we get into everything, I just want to jump on this whole KD Nets thing with him saying it's either me or you have to let go of Marks and Irving. Basically, what happened was this. He's disappointed Irving didn't get the shot and he feels Marks didn't give him a roster. And you traded for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons didn't suit up. Ben Simmons had, I don't know what Ben Simmons has going on. My source said that his back is good to go, but for whatever reason, he doesn't want to play. You have a guy who's just good at basketball, doesn't want to play basketball. Kevin Durant wants to win a, win a ring, and he sees like, hey, I left Golden State. Golden State won a championship without me to prove my legacy. I need to start winning a ring. I need to at least get one more ring. And let's look at the, just look at the NBA. I mean, you have the Bucks. Obviously, I really feel the Bucks would have came out of the East if Middleton didn't get hurt. They should have beat the Celtics. They took the Celtics to seven. And the Warriors, honestly, they have no one that can handle Giannis. And then they brought in Joel Eagles. That team's going to be better. I know the Nets were missing some people. But when you look at them on paper versus the Bucks, you know, I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Celtics will obviously be better if Brogdon can stay healthy. I really don't feel that they're done. I wouldn't surprise me if they made a move. Honestly, if I'm the Celtics, I'm trading for Kevin Durant, I'll get my championship. That's what I do. But I really don't think that happens. I think the saga is far from over. And I'll be honest, I would get rid of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's living off that jump shot that he made during the playoffs to win the title against the um, against the Warriors. So that's my little NBA rant. We have a phenomenal show for you today. So let's jump right into it. We've reached the part of the podcast where we're here to help you make some money betting NASCAR. And Brandon is back. Brandon, what's up, man? How you doing? 
ready to roll Richmond short track. Normally under the lights, but not right now. But it's uh, they're going to be bumping and banging to see them get a win. First of all, can we just – I mean, champions rise to the top, man. Winners win when they're – winners win when they need to. I knew this was going to happen. And, I mean, geez, the old man still has it, dude. I mean – He does. You know, he just – that's the thing, dude. Like, he just – I mean, Bubba was gaining on him. Hamlin was gaming on him. I was a little tight. You know, I was sitting almost, on – almost, almost had a caution. Almost had a caution. But you Not know what? That old pit bull, dude, he just, he just did what he had to do, man. You know, and that's why, he's, that's why he's one of the, dare I say, better ones ever to do it. Well, he does have the nickname The Closer, but at the end of the race, one of his comments that he made that I loved, he's like, for all those people that doubted us, they don't know us. Yeah. And I was like, good call. Good call. But nice nice, nice pick last week, 25 to 1. I love it. I usually side with you, so I had that in my bank account, and I was very happy at the end of the race, even though I know you like to gloat about the old man himself. But I, I'll give it to you. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Us, us old timers, you know, we need to stick together. Don't so bet him this week. Do not bet him this yeah, week. I know. We're not we're not betting him this week. There's, there's no fade way. Hold Uncle Kev. Gotta fade Uncle Kev. But I'm trying what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find series championship winner. He's been looking good, man. Do we throw a little a little bit? I oh he's all the way down to 16 to 1. There's no way I'm betting yeah, him. No. no. I'm excited because I, I got one main play this week. All right, so this week we are going to Richmond. What can you tell us about the uh, about the track at Richmond? Short track. They're going to be putting the bumper to it. If you can hug the line through one and two, your setup's good. Side by side racing is difficult coming off the corner. You're going to lose a lot of momentum. Three and four is more of like a looping corner. You can kind of run middle to high if you want to, but um, the car has got to be dialed in. Anything loose is scary coming off those corners and what we saw at Pocono and the guys spinning out on their own. I don't know if we'll see that at a short track, but I'm thinking that could be a possibility with this new car. Um, but yeah, short track racing and a lot of bumpers. We're getting to that point where guys need wins. If you don't mind, I would love to start us off with that segue. Let's do it. I'm pulling up the odds via Bovada. Uh, what, uh, here are the odds right here. What are you looking at? I wish he was higher in odds, but he's not going to be. 16 drivers make the playoffs. If you win, you're in. Normally, 15 out of 16 have won. The leader in points outside of somebody that has a win is Mr. Blaney. Blaney knows that if he does not pick up a win in some rando like Brad Keselowski, Ricky Stenhouse, uh, Chris Busher. One of those guys grabs a win. He's outside looking in regardless of his points. So I am jumping on Mr. Blaney himself in the Penske car to grab a win at 12 to 1. It's do or die now. I'm on Blaney as well. He's led 128 laps at Richmond since 2019. Like you said, he just he needs a win to secure that he's in. Truex is in the same position, but I'll be honest, there is no, no way in hell that I am betting Truex at five to one. Um, so I'm I'm with Blaney as well. My next one, I, I locked in Legano. You know, average finish is 6.8 since 2019. 
He's led 147 laps. Plus, you're just looking at his history. He's won this rat this race twice. Um, I like him a lot here. I think he's a little bit under the radar, and with everything going on, he's just kind of getting lost in the mix. And at 16 to one, I absolutely I, I like him at that price. Agreed. So I'm going to be, be a homer. I'm going to be a homer. Mr. Consistency so far this year. Chase Elliott having his odds at 10 to one. Beautiful. Not known to do great at this track, but anytime I can grab somebody like him at 10 to one, who's on a roll, I like it. Um, so 10 to one, Chase Elliott. Now, do you have any more win bets or not? Uh, my final win bet. Right yes. Mr. Harrison Burton. Yep. He has done nothing all year. I told you guys I'd bet on him every week. This isn't necessarily about overall horsepower or anything like that. This is a short track where things can happen. He's been 500 to one, all of a sudden 350 to one. And he now has an opportunity. Once again, if some rando gets a win, push Blaney out, Mr. Harrison Burton. And uh, I want you guys to start keeping an eye on Noah Gregson. He just signed his deal. He races for junior motorsports in the Xfinity series. He just signed a deal with Petty GMS to have a full-time cup ride in the 42 next season. Um, Noah's sitting at 500 to one. So I might sprinkle a little bit on him as well, but my two main hitters are Elliot and Blaney for sure. And Mr. Ty Gibbs, Kurt Busch, not cleared again for almost what now the fourth week in a row prayers to that man. Hope he's doing okay. But anytime you can grab Ty Gibbs in any race at 30 to one, I, uh, I wouldn't steer away from it. Now, do, do you have any, those are those all your win bets for the, for the week? Yes, the only reason I'm doing three long shots is because I like my two heavy guys and I don't want to sprinkle it anywhere else unless the odds are high. So Ty, Burton, and uh, Ty Gibbs, of course. Harrison Burton. No, no, no Cody Ware this week, my man? No, I'm good. I'll leave that alone. No Cody Ware this week. Um, So I'm going to go two top 10 bets. Going two top 10 bets. Um, I'm not doing any head-to-heads. I haven't been in head-to-heads. I'm in decent in top 10, so I'm going to go to top 10s. Got two of them. All the way down at the bottom here on lovely Bovada. Top 10 bet number one. I am going with, where is he? Plus 165, Austin Dillon. Ooh. Uh, got four top 10s in his last six races here. Average finish of 10 and a half. I feel at plus 165, you know, I, I feel that's a good bet. Um, top 10, number two, and I hate to sound like a broken record. Brad Kozlowski. Yeah. Plus 250. I feel you have to do it. Uh, I feel I'll, we've talked about this before. Like, it's kind of the end of the road. It's put up or shut up time right now. Plus 250 is a good price. You know, just looking at his track history here since 2019. Uh, average finish 8.7. Six races, three top tens, uh, you know, average starting position. He's ever finished here since 2019 is 14th. I'll add one to it right next to him, Chris Busher at plus 250. Yep. He's been consistent. He hasn't really – he's had a couple opportunities to win a race, but he's been running really well. So to get him at two plus 250, I like it. Ty Gibbs plus 125 too. Yeah. Um, so just to review, my four bets are Kozlowski plus 250, 
top 10, Chris Busher plus 250. Oh, no, sorry. Austin Dillon plus 165, top 10. Ryan Blaney plus uh, 1,200 to win. And Logano plus 1,600 to win. What are yours? Chase at 10 to 1. Mr. Blaney himself at 12 to 1. Like I said, I am going to grab Harrison Burton at 350 to 1 dollars. And yeah. then Noah at 500 to 1 and Ty Gibbs at 30 to 1. Boy, this is a, this is a wham, bam, thank you, man. Episode it was. It was boom, it boom, was. boom, 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 boom. Uh, Brandon, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my man? Boston Boy 83. Uh, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Sim is being set up as we speak in the new place. So hope to be able to get back on some iRacing here in the next few days. Look forward to it. Let me know when it is. Uh, guys, you know what? We hit a 25 to 1 bet last week. Let's keep it coming. And Brandon will be back next week handing out some more winners. Until then, my friend. Cast those tickets, guys. I'd like to thank Brandon for coming on. Make sure you are giving Brandon a follow at BostonBoy83 on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch. He is going to be back at it, back in the rig, running some iRacing. So make sure you're giving him support. He's done nothing but a great friend coming here every week and giving you guys nothing but winners. Now let's shift our attention over to the NFL. So with the NFL preseason starting it's never too early to look at futures and even look at value in week one. So we have a first timer coming onto the podcast. We have at the God, the gambling God from Twitter. How you doing, my man? Good, good yourself. Happy to be on. Oh, uh, you know, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Football's right around the corner. You know, we got everything's heating up. Great time to be alive. I love this type of the year. You know, I was just doing a little big 10 research. So I, I, I love this time. Um, oh yeah yep now let's talk futures you have a couple futures you're like what is the first future that you have circled uh this year uh the one i really like the most i would say is titans under nine and a half wins uh they were the one seed last year and i know people will be hesitant but they were really a one and done um i think Tannehill's gonna take a step back their schedule's crazy hard they play NFC East, which is me, but then they play the AFC West, and then they play the uh, Bills, the Packers, and then uh, I just I don't see them how they can go through that with uh, not over nine and a half wins. I just think they're going to have a tough time, and I could see Tannehill getting benched midseason. Yeah, it's important to remember with them, too, that uh, guard Roger Scaffold, David uh, Quisenberry, both those two I think were – uh, top 13 PFF and run blocking. Both of them went to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Tyler LeJuan hasn't looked the same since his torn ACL. So that offensive line is just going to be awful in my eyes. Huge step back. And they got they got rid of A.J. Brown. I mean, Julio wasn't anything great, but they got rid of A.J. Brown and Julio and replaced it with an injury-prone Robert Woods. So, and, Yeah. And like with, what that means is more stack boxes, making stuff hard for Derrick Henry. And Right. I ended it up. Henry has 955 touches the last three seasons. Oh yeah, they're just driving him into the ground. He's <laughs> you can't. I don't know how you can count on him a full season, really. You you can't. And he's got screws in his feet from the joint right. fracture. It's yeah. It's definitely. I think it's going to be a long season in Tennessee. So you think actually that Tannehill gets benched? What? Yeah. So I don't know if it's because. Mid- yeah, I don't. 
I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What do you think of that kid uh, they drafted from Liberty, Willis? I like him a lot, and he, I mean, from what I've seen, is he's been lighting it up in practice. I know that really means nothing, but um, I'd like to see what he does this preseason. But I like him a lot. I mean, I'm a Patriots fan, so I I saw Tannehill twice a year, every year with the uh, the Dolphins. I know how bad he can be, and I mean that game, that playoff game against the Bengals last year, he he cost them big time with that. That was all him. Yeah, I mean that win, that game was. I mean, that was I was I was actually on the Titans that game. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. What they, they I don't understand how you can sack Burrow eleven times and still lose. Unreal, yeah. I mean, that's just un unflipping real. Yeah. yeah, I like I like that bet too. I think the Titans are going to struggle a little bit going into the season, you know. And then also, like everything I've heard, the kid from Arkansas is out of shape can't pass the physical work, can't pass the physical testing. I think this offense is going to take a step back and their defense. Totally. Defense hasn't been the best. So, yeah, I totally No. And I, and they play that gauntlet of a schedule too. I mean, they're they're I think they're going to I honestly could see them people think I'm like crazy saying this. I could see them being like in a top 5, top 10 in the NFL draft next year. I think that's how bad they could end up struggling. Yeah, you mentioned their schedule I'm pulling it up, right? Right now, oh, it's the AFC West, NFC East, and I know they're random games where the Bills, the Packers, and somebody else like really tough. It's bl- I'm blanking right now, but I know it's really good, another good team. I mean, they have that stretch from week two. They're at Buffalo, Las Vegas, and at the Colts. That's a brutal stretch. Mm-hmm. After the bye, just listen to the stretch: Colts at Houston, at Kansas City, Denver at Green Bay. Cincinnati at Philly, Jacksonville, who probably by that time will be much improved, and then at the Chargers. So that's just brutal. Like after the bye, that's just a brutal gauntlet. So yeah, I don't see how this team is going to get to ten wins. I just don't. I just don't see it unless unless they get some injury luck with some opposing teams. But I just don't see how they get to ten wins. what is your next bet that you have locked in in terms of future wise? So staying in the division on the flip side, I really love the Colts over nine and a half. Um, and like same thing, I know that they're playing the AFC West and the AFC West is just four really tough teams, NFC East. But I just, I don't know. They're, I love their offense. I think Wentz, uh, Matt Ryan over Wentz is a huge improvement. I don't know if numbers wise it will be, but he's definitely not going to lose them games. Wentz, I think, had like six or seven interceptions. Nothing crazy last year, but all seven of them were like huge. Like they were the worst possible interceptions you could throw. Um, they really added their defense. I think nobody's talking about Stefan Gilmore. He's a top cornerback. Granted, he is getting banged up uh, the last couple of years, but he still is a top cornerback. So I think they're going to be much improved on defense and like I said, I just I really love Jonathan Taylor, and I think Matt Ryan over Wentz is a huge improvement. And don't forget on the defense they bring in Njoku. Yes, yep. With the force Buckner getting into the quarterback, um, and then you know they got my boy, friend of the programs, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan University. I I think he's going to start. I mean, right now on the depth chart, they don't have him starting. I th- actually think I love this kid. I think he's going to start. Phenomenal offensive line. Alex Pierce, uh, the rookie, is a playmaker. Yep. And that was the thing. Like last year, 
it was just Wentz just had these boneheaded turnovers, and there's just freaky oh. things. I don't know if you're there's certain games I remember they were playing, they were laying three, or like maybe it was two and a half. It was a small number. They were home against the tight against the Titans. They yes, yeah, like they threw the like Tannehill threw the interception. The guy from the Colts picked it off while returning it, tore his ACL, fumbled, which led to the Titans going for the go-ahead score. Like yeah. The way this team was able just to invent ways to win, invent ways to lose, excuse me, was just astronomical to me. It was really crazy how this team constantly found ways to win. Um, And plus, like, you know, you play the Texans twice. You play the uh, the Jags twice. I mean, you start off. I mean, look at their schedule. They go at Houston, at Jacksonville, Kansas City, Tennessee. They could easily be three and one right there. Oh yeah, yeah. I like, and I mean, they have a huge home field advantage too. So I mean, that I, I don't know. I really like them a lot. I think they could make. I thought they could make some damage last year, and then they ended up uh, crapping their pants week eighteen against the Jags. But I just think. Um, Matt Ryan, like I said, numbers-wise, isn't going to be a huge improvement, but game manager and all that, uh, I think he's going to have field day with Michael Pittman and then Taylor, and then people aren't even talking about um, I think Hines is going to be right there, too, as far as, like, numbers go. I think he's going to – him and Taylor are going to be the great one-two punch. Yeah, and plus, I mean, it, the offense is absolutely loaded. Uh, yeah. You know, and if Matt Ryan can just be an adult, you know, I mean, I felt Carson Wentz, I don't know if that's the right term, but, like, not turn the ball over and just be a leader. You know, you just need to be a leader. And I really think that nobody really looked at him like a leader last year. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what they were really missing. But I think Matt Ryan, you know, I think he could be the, he could take them to winning a playoff game. I don't know if they can win it, but I think he can get them a win in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Definitely. Now you have one more future that you like and we're going to go out to probably one of the best conferences in the one of the best divisions excuse me in the history of the nfl the yeah. AFC west what what do you like out there i really like the raiders um raiders to make the playoffs i couldn't believe the number that i got it at i locked it in two weeks ago plus 165 that's yeah, I mean, they improved tremendously. They made the playoffs last year. They improved tremendously, arguably getting the best receiver in the league right now. And, I mean, he already has off-the-wall chemistry with uh, Carr. And then you improve their defense even more, having Chandler Jones. Uh, I think they have a top-notch defense. And, like I said, improving that offense, I just – I don't know. I could see them actually going ahead and winning the division. I might put that in, too, but – at one plus one sixty five to make the playoffs, I look at it more as the Raiders improvement, and then I look more as far as the AFC, and I'm I really think like who's who's really better than them that if they don't win the division, why can't they sneak into a wild card spot? Yeah, I mean the A, I really feel like the AFC. There's just how can I word this? If the hypothetically, let's say the Raiders were in the NFC East, they're winning that division. Oh yeah, they're in the yep. NFC South. Yep. in that division. If they're in the NFC North, they're winning that division. You know, if they're in any, you division, could argue any any other division, they're they're a lock favorite to win. <laughs> I'd probably say with the exception of the West, with because, oh and the NFC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the exception of the in the NFC, with the exception of the NFC mm-hmm. West, but those other three, I just kind of feel like that's just going to be a 
battle zone. I don't know if that's the correct term. You're just going to have four good teams beating each other up, you know, and that team has insanely good odds. And Derek Carr showed me a lot last year with just how he was able to, when you think about everything that guy was able to manage, we just talked a little while ago about Carson Wentz not being a leader, you know, your coach getting fired, the Henry Rugg situation. Mm-hmm. And you just look, he was able to lead. I mean, yeah, that he is insanely undervalued. They got Waller, Renfro, Adams, Josh Jacobs is in a contract year. We all know nothing makes the world go round more than money. So he's going to be motivated. Yep. So yeah, I think the Raiders are in a good position to make a little noise this year. Yeah, I like them a lot. Um, like I said, you go around the AFC, you AFC East, the Bills are probably locked up for that. But, I mean, the Raiders are better than the rest of those three teams there. Same with the South. Colts should have that locked up. I like the Raiders over the next three. Um, I, they have say, I, I personally like the Bengals a lot again this year because they, they address their biggest issue with the offensive line. But after the Bengals, I think the Raiders are by far better than the other three teams there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And like, let's just like my, my buddy Sterling said it the best. Everyone has so much hype for the AFC West. Two of the four teams are going to disappoint. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. I, I think the Broncos might. And by disappoint, I mean like maybe 10 and seven, nine and eight, nothing crazy. But I just, I don't know. I, th- I think personally, it could be, I think Raiders and Chargers are at that one and two spot, and then it's going to be Broncos and Chiefs for the three and four, which sounds yeah, crazy. because. But I bet the under the Broncos. I'm not that high on the Broncos this year. I'm yeah. not that high on Russell Wilson. Um, no. Now, you also have some spots circled on week one. Uh, what are some spots you're kind of looking at? So I already put this in, and I want to say the line did go away because nobody knows what's exactly going on with Deshaun Watson. I don't think even like anything going on, I don't think he's playing week one. I, there's a good chance that he's sitting it out, um, even with the appeal and all that. So I got the Panthers at plus one um, against them. And I, I think even with Deshaun Watson, the Panthers could pull it out. People forget that they were 3 0, 4 0. They looked really good to start the season last year. And then Sam Darnold just fell. And then he ended up getting sick there. Um, I think Baker's a huge improvement. Obviously, it all comes down to McCaffrey if he can stay healthy. But, I mean, as of right now, week one, I think they have a better roster up and down over the Browns. And I think getting them at plus money is – you can't miss that. Yeah, the Panthers, I kind of feel, are going to be a little bit of a sneaky team this year. They made some improvements on the offensive line. They got Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens, Austin Colbert from the Rams. Uh, and that's also th- – their defense – they gave up the second fewest yards and the fourth fewest passing yards. They have a legit front seven. Their worry for me is their back four. If JC Horn and CJ Henderson can like stay healthy, so yeah. I think I think they're absolutely live there. I mean, I'm calling this the Baker Mayfield Bowl. So uh, Baker, he does have a chip on his shoulder. I absolutely love the Panthers there. I can't get a line. None of my books have a line. I'm just. Yeah. So I I got it. I got it. Like I did all these like two weeks ago, a little bit. And it was plus one. But I think all the stuff happened to Watson. But I keep reading that he's definitely out week one. Um, I think if he plays, I think the Panthers are going to be plus three, plus four, honestly. So let's so let's help the people out here, because a lot of a lot of times, like people ask me, like, what's like your point where you won't buy? 
So let's hypothetically, let's pretend that Watson's out. At what, and this opens back up at Panthers minus two and a half, minus three. Like, what is what is the part, what is the line that you'll advise people not to play, I guess is my question. Um, Honestly, like, I really like them this much that even if, if it goes past seven, I want to take it, but I like them more than a touchdown. I really do. Um, I like them a lot last year. I took them at over seven and a half wins. What did they, and I can't remember. I think they got like just seven, but like I said, they had a lot of stuff going down last year as where McCaffrey got hurt per usual. And then all that stuff with Darnold. But I like people are underrating Baker, just saying he's a slouch. I, I honestly think it's going to be not only a revenge tour week one, but a revenge tour the rest of the year. And like I said, if they can stay healthy, they can be sneaky. I mean, they play a division that the Bucks are obviously going to be right there. But then I really can't – you can't trust the Saints. And then the Falcons aren't going to be anything dangerous. So I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they come and make a statement week one and show up and put some big points. Yeah, my one my one worry with them is Ben McAdoo is their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Ben yeah. is not my favorite person in the world i'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> i don't think he's that many people's um do you have any other games you're kind of looking at for week one that you've locked in you said you had one more i i like the Bengals a lot uh minus six and a half against the steelers too and i love six and a half lines like um if there's ever like a minus seven line i really try to buy the point and make it six and a half at this at right now it's staying at six and a half so i like that a lot I, like I said earlier, I like the Bengals a lot again this season. I think a lot of people are thinking that they lost the Super Bowl, so now they're going to have that Super Bowl hangover. But I think Burrow's going to do the same exact thing he did last year, and they have a stacked offense, um, good defense. And like I said, they, the, they would have won the Super Bowl if they had an, anything sort of an offensive line, and they stacked that offensive line. So their biggest hole last year was their offensive line, and now they have – they have they have it up and down uh, filled out. So I really like them, and I think I could see them winning the division and maybe even fighting for that number one seed. Yeah, they you know they they got Collins. They made some great additions on the um, on the offensive line. And you know we're talking about the Steelers real quick. When I was doing my notes for my prep prep work for the NFL, did you know the Steelers gave up the most yards per carry? against opposing running backs last year. Yeah, I did see that earlier. That, yeah. That absolutely because when people think Pittsburgh, what's the first thing they think? Defense. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're not as good as against the run as people think. They brought in now I'm a Lions fan. They brought in former Lions defensive coordinator Tavon Austin, who was at Cincinnati, whose track record as a DC isn't the best. So mm. yeah, you know, I, I I like that. I think the Bengals should be able to you know, and, and the Steelers that loss. I could see, I could see Pickett start in the middle of the season, but I mean, you're giving me Joe Burrow versus Mr. Trubisky. I'm taking Burrow all day, and not to mention they have the much better offense. Um, Najee Harris had a great year, but if you really look at it, he got he he had a ton of carries too, so he had those yards because of that. I'm not discrediting him or anything, but I mean. That's the reason why. And they have Deontay Johnson still, and they have Claypool. But I, I just think the Bengals are – Yeah, I'm not that high on the Steelers. I bet, no. like, I bet the Steelers under. I bet Deontay Johnson, they have under 1,000 yards. Or yeah. Yep. Really not that high on them. Um, is there any other bets you're kind of looking at for uh, for week one? I'm trying not 
because like I said earlier, I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm trying to stay away from – I saw the Patriots in some books at plus three and a half right now against the Dolphins. I know I'm going to end up betting them, <laughs> but uh, I'm not overly confident on it. Like, I have no idea what the Patriots are going to look like this year. I really – I could see them going eight and nine and just missing the playoffs, or I could see a ten and seven team. And I think, yeah. I think they win ten. I mean, I think your offensive line is good. I think you can run the ball. And the one thing that Belichick does is like, if something doesn't work, he just keeps on doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he just keeps on doing it. Um, a lot of questions. Like, I'm not really buying the Jets hype a lot. No, not at all. I, they're they're overrating. I know at least over here for the on the radio, the fact that they don't have a set offensive coordinator. Belichick's done that. Belichick's won Super Bowl with quote unquote no offensive coordinator before. So. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? You're right. not the best coach ever without knowing what you're doing. Um, I'm not a Tua guy. I think Tua is going to struggle a little bit this me year. Yeah, me too. Surprise me if he's benched. Uh, yeah, I haven't won in ten games. I actually, I and I took I took like kind of like a crazy flyer because you guys do like to run the ball. I saw like what was the future I liked in? It was like thirty five to one. Me and Harris having the most rushing yards. I actually just saw a half hour ago that they're looking to trade him. I'm, I, I'm totally. I have no idea why they're doing that. I mean, I know they have six running backs, but I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, last year the contract. I mean, Belichick yeah, had a history of doing it. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I think they're going to do it. Uh, I know for the people listening, I actually have two spots circled that I'm going to lock in, and they're absolutely filthy spots. Uh, Spot number one, and I'm, these are trend spots too. Um, team, home divisional dogs week one are 71% against the spread since 2015. Wow. At 65% straight up. There's two two games that fit into that. Atlanta Falcons, I mean, I think this line's going to go up a little bit because everyone's just been shitting on the Falcons so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sitting at four, four and a half. And I'm getting the Texans at over a tutty. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're going to win the game. Yeah, take the points. Yeah, you know. So I'm 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 going to be on the Texans plus the eight, Falcons plus the um, plus the four, four and a half. Those are my two bets, and regretfully, I'll probably be on my Lions plus the five. I I think they're going to lock me right in after I watch every episode of Hard Knocks. I can already tell. <laughs> you know, I, I'm purposely not watching Hard Knocks because I'm going to go more ape shit on my Lions futures than I need to. What was their what was the stat I saw the other night that they lost five games in the last minute of the season or something insane like that last year? They just lost these heartbreaking games yeah, that yeah. they should yeah, have won. That's what they do. They, they, the team just doesn't know how to win. I think that with the improved, I mean, with the improved coaching staff, I think they're in a pretty good line to be a lot better this year. Um, offensive line's better. They have Hutchinson that can get to the DBs. Excuse me, get to the quarterback. They just had a lot of injuries last year. And if yeah. if they can just stay healthy, because let's face it. I mean, let's – um, what I think the Vikings are going to take a step back because the, the coaching staff change, the philosophy change, blocking change, offensive change, losing a lot of people on the defensive end. I think they're going to be down. Uh, the uh, Packers, I mean, God only knows what that offense is going to look like with no, um, no Devontae Adams. Right. I think the Bears could be the worst team in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's funny you say that. My buddy's a huge Packers fan. Like, he's part owner and all that crap. But 
I I actually like the Vikings if they can stay healthy. I think Jefferson's going to have a monster year, but they're the same thing too. They're if you if they stay healthy team because Cooks do to get hurt every freaking play. It seems like every time he goes on the ground, you're gasping. Um, I'm just not sold on the Packers this year at all. I just so that's why I think. After every episode of Hard Knocks, I'm just going to be more and more invested in that team. Which you know, let's face it, you know, it's hard not to like Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's like a like a coach's coach. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Somebody that can uh, that can pump you up. Let's kind of look at these Lions futures real quick. Um, to win the division, I mean, they're ten to one to win the division. I think right. that's worth. I mean, I'm there's no way I'm banning the Packers at minus one ninety. Um, my issue with the Vikings is this, is they're changing their blocking scheme. And I don't think, feel that their offensive linemen are big enough to do the power blocking Mm -hmm. scheme instead of the zone blocking scheme they did under Kubiak. And, um, they're doing, they're like running a lot more. They used to do a lot of two tight end sets. They're going to do like three wide receiver sets. I don't know. There's just, I don't know. Like I look at it like this, like if you're going into a going into a place and there's stuff that works, why are you changing it? Right. Yeah. You know, what I, I mean, mean, on paper, they should be a lot better than they are. They were last year too. You would have thought that the Vikings would have been a shoe in for the playoffs last year on paper. But I think what happens too is that, I, I mean, I obviously have no clue, but it doesn't seem like cousin is a really a well-liked guy in that locker room. He's always fighting with somebody on the sideline. Yeah. He's kind of a jackass. Yeah. Um, he gives me like Jay Cutler vibes on the sideline early. Yeah, and you look at, I mean, you look at um, Connell. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator for the Redskins in 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember the Washington Redskins in 2019 being that much of an offensive. You know what I mean? Being no, not at all. Yeah. Being that good, I'm googling it right now. Um, being that good, um, you know, and then he went over to Sean McVay, and I kind of figure, like, if you're with Sean McVay, like, you just get, you know what I mean? You just get, um, get a job now. Yeah, I mean, I like that ten one. I mean, nothing crazy, but put some lunch money on that Lions to win the division. Why not? Yeah, ten to one. I'm pulling it up right now. The 2019 Washington Redskins, uh, they were led by Case Keenum, who threw for a bust 1,700 yards. Yeah. Leading, leading running back, oh, my God, leading running back was Adrian Peterson. Oh, that's right, yeah. Is that when they had Deshaun Jackson, too? Um. Wide receiving score is Paul Richardson, Terry McLaurin, oh yeah, Elvin Hamlin, Trey Quinn, uh, Jeremy Sprinkle was a thing. He was their leading tight end. Like wow, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Just like, I mean, Darius Geis. If you remember him before he mm-hmm. had issues, like yeah, this. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like maybe this guy is a little bit. Um, I think this guy may be a little bit over his head a little bit. So, um, gambling god, 
I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking a little NFL. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and everything? Yeah, I appreciate it. You can find me at, at the Gambling God, G-A-W-D, all caps, on Twitter. Uh, hit me up. I'll give you some free plays and then ho- hopefully fill your uh, pockets with cash every day. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. We'll definitely talk soon, my friend. I look forward to having you on again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, make sure you give the Gambling God H follow on Twitter. Great guy. Him and I have started talking a little bit over the past couple weeks, month or so. Great guy. Really knows his stuff. Very educational. Great gambler. Very informative. Always there to help you out. So make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. Now let's shift our attention over to fantasy football. So we're at the part of the podcast where we're going to be talking about fantasy football quarterback rankings and who better to come on than fantasy flojo how you doing today my man hey man great intro appreciate you i'm doing good man how you doing Eric? you know what i got no complaints man you know football's right around the corner and i can only take watching so much cfl (laughs) (laughs) so uh we're here to talk about the quarterback position now you you played quarterback back in the day um so that's why I wanted you to come on for this one, because you can break down the mechanics, break down the systems, the whole nine yards. What we're going to do is we're just going to start at 10. We're going to go all the way down to one. We're going to say, give our rankings. We're then at the end, we'll say who we're fading and who our sleeper is. So let's start out with um, with your 10. Who's in your 10 spot? Number 10, surprise, surprise. A lot of people for an honorable mention, right? But, you know, Dak, Brady, those dudes are definitely close. Um, but at 10, man, I got my boy Trey Lance, right? The the hype is real. Everyone's excited. Everyone's fired up. We all know what the cheat code in fantasy football is, right? It's that rushing upside. So you got a player like that who we've already seen in past games, right? Uh, I think in two games he, he, he had 150 yards total. So if we play that out for a full 16, 17 games, man, I mean, I think his floor is 600 yards rushing. The weapons that the Niners have on offense, right? We saw last year, Debo finishes the wide receiver two. Get the ball in those dudes' hand and let them do work, right? So it's the perfect recipe for a rookie quarterback, technically a rookie quarterback, right? Easy throws, bubbles, slants, everything scripted. Get him out of the pocket, roll. Decrease the amount of, of situations he needs to break down a defense. Make his reads one, two. If it's not there, I'm throwing it away or I'm running, right? I believe in Shanahan. I believe in his scheme. I believe he understands that it's easy or easier to help a young QB when you have playmakers like that and you can basically shrink the offense until he's ready. And you know who you didn't even mention? Mr. Kittle. You have yeah. Mr. Kittle, the ultimate security blanket right there. So I think Lance is in line for a huge year. And you you hit it in the head. Big dude that can run the ball. You know, I think it's one or two reads, and then he just puts his head down and goes. So I can definitely see that. And let's face it. Seattle's defense isn't going to be too good. <laughs> Arizona's defense, you know, I'm not a big fan on, fan of. So, yeah, I, I like Trey Lance a lot. I have him at 12, just outside, honorable mention. My 10, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, rushing production decreased by half last year, only 423, five TDs. If he's not going to run as much, I think he's kind of less desirable as a fantasy quarterback, kind of like what you were saying. We saw last year how linebackers – weren't rushing. They were just kind of mirroring him on the offensive line. If he goes and he runs, then I'm all in. But based on what I saw last year, and now I know I missed a couple of games with an injury. If he's not going to run, I don't want him. I mean, look, that that that's completely fair. You got to factor in, 
right? So, so I get the fade. I get how low some people could be on Kyler. Injury is a real concern, right? Back-to-back years, my man doesn't finish, you know, season strong. He leaves a lot of people hanging, especially when they need him the most. Uh, but points per game, I think he's the top three quarterback. Yeah. Like, you got to basically understand, like, my man's ankle was busted. Before that, it was his shoulder. They're going to limit his rushing. But I think, actually, when he came back from injury, he ran a little bit more, which is surprising. So, I, I'd like him. His deep ball accuracy is, is one or two in the league behind Brady or ahead of Brady. Like, Throws a beautiful ball, settling in the offense, just got paid, right? So it, it's it's kind of like, where you at, bro? You know what I mean? Like, we're investing in you. I know the whole tape thing came out, and it, it was a little scandal, but but I like how we handled it, right? Like, I didn't get here by just being a great athlete and a, and a nice thrower of the football. Like, I accomplished a lot in my career, and it didn't come with not studying. So um, whether or not there's, there's, there's got to be some smoke to that, but I do believe my man – hopefully takes that next step, becomes a professional, becomes a leader of men and does what he needs to do to take that franchise to the level that they're paying him for. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Plus didn't it, what, what's his Hollywood got arrested over the weekend for, hey, uh, well, he wasn't going that fast. He was already at practice the next day. So, so, but I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't know. And like, maybe it's my hatred for cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So who do you have as your number nine? Number nine, I got my boy, Matt Stafford, right? We have, you know, I think he finished top five last year, top five or six. Um, Shoe-in, right? Shoe-in to be top three in yards passing in the NFL again this season, right? The addition of Allen Robinson, who is one of my favorite, favorite targets this year. Cooper Cup, obviously, is is the best or one of the best receivers in the league. Um, Sean McVay, you know, Matty Stafford, they're on the same page. They just want to chip. Defense got better. Cam Akers coming back. Like weapons galore. So add in a player like Allen Robinson, right? We forgot. Like he mailed it in last year. He got out of town. He got exactly what he wanted. He went to a Super Bowl contender. Um, however you want to break that down for him, mailing it in, he got what he wanted, right? So now he's going to – I think he's going to make sure we all remember the player he was on the Jags, right, where he was winning people chips, special athlete, that back shoulder, those one-on-one balls where my man is dominating and he is going to come down with the rock. He's proven that year after year. Going from a Matt Nagy coaching to Sean McVay's probably going from like White Castle to an elite steakhouse. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> Some Wagyu for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, he's just going to be in a great, great position. Actually in the, in the league you and I are in together. He was actually my first pick. I got him at the back end, I believe pick nine or 10. Um, I think he's in line for a great year. I'm a little worried about Whitworth though. Um, you know, that's, that's my one worry about them, but with the short passing game. And we'd even mentioned Tyler Higby. You know what I mean? Van Jefferson. You know, they have weapons galore, and I think they're going to pass the ball. I love Stafford a lot. Uh, my number nine, the ageless wonder, Tom Brady. <laughs> I think the defense isn't going to be as good as it was last year. I think losing Sue is going to hurt. I think they're going to be throwing the ball. Just I'm not saying they're going to throw it 719 like they did last year. They're going to run the ball a little bit more with Fournette. But with the defense being as bad as I think it's going to be this year, I think he's going to be forced to throw. And if you can piggyback him with Mike Evans, I think that's a sneaky little play this year for fantasy. Stack's beautiful, right? Mike Evans, one of the most underrated receivers in fantasy. I think, what, six consecutive years, 1,000 yards, and, and I believe 10 touchdowns, but I know for sure 1,000 yards. Like, the dude just does work in his sleep. Um, no Godwin hurts, for sure. Signing Julio, right? We, we can't be too excited, but – you know, Russell Gage was was a was a deep sleeper. Here's the thing. Brady has made it happen 
with a lot less talent. So you you can never count him out. I did that, I think, two years ago. I was like, Brady's done. No way. And, like, he proved me wrong, right? So I will not bet against Brady. Um, I just don't know if they're going to throw the ball 700 times again. And I'm a little worried about Chris Godwin. Can, can Julio stay healthy? If Julio can stay healthy, like, I don't know, man. I think maybe we have to reevaluate Brady. But right now, today, as we speak, um, I'm not mad at you for ranking him there because he's, he's still the GOAT. Um, who's your number eight? Joey B, right? So I, I love Joey B. We saw what he did last year, but I think as good of a season as he had, uh, I believe he was wide receiver, uh, excuse me, QB six or seven. Um, and, and like the dude balled out, right? Uh, I think he had the second most attempts in the league. You know, weapons are amazing. Their, their pace of play is, is really slow though. So that's what I'm a little worried about. Um, and the lack of rushing upside, right? So you got to bring him down just a little bit in my opinion, but the dude is accurate. You know, he stands in the pocket. He delivers the rock. He has playmakers. He has, you know, Jamar Chase T Higgins, who possibly could be the best one, two punch in the league. And, uh, you know, you don't bet against talent like that. And, and, and Joey B's done it his whole career, bro. Right. LSU came into the league, balled out, went to the Super Bowl, surprising win against KC, but he, he got it done. So you can't take away um, anything from the dude. I just wish there was a little more rushing upside because we know that's the cheat code. Yeah. I wish he would run ball more. I have him a little bit higher than you do. I I'll break down why I have him as high as I do in a little bit. My eight is Stafford just because I'm afraid of Whitworth. That's my because Whitworth is like, He's just a dude. And you replace him with Joe Notenboom, who's never started before. That's a little bit of a concern with me. But, you know, and and I'm not going to lie. I had Stafford as four, but then all this forearm stuff came out. When was it? Yesterday or the day before? Maybe panicked a little bit, moved him down to eight when I updated my stuff. But I think Stafford's in line for a huge season. Love Staff, man. So, and look, man, I think that's that always goes, you know, untalked about, right? The offensive line is not sexy. No one cares. But it's the glue, man. It's the foundation. And nothing happens in the NFL without the big dogs, right? O-line, D-line, the trenches is where everything happens. If you can't control a lot of scrimmage, if you can't execute blocks, <laughs> nothing works, bro. So I completely get it. Whitworth is, you know, talk about longevity. My man's one man of the year. Like, great example, player in the NFL. Mad dudes looked up to him, gave back. So that, that's a cornerstone piece in your locker room, too, and, and not only just on the O-line. Um. Who's your number seven? Because I just got a text message about my number seven. I may be moving down a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite, favorite plays this year, and it might not, it's probably not surprising, but Russell Wilson, right? He's, he's, uh, we're having visions of Peyton Manning going back to the Broncos, right? Twilight of his career. Um, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, right? I just believe, like, here's a great stat about Russ. Since 2015, okay, this man has had a wide receiver 15 or better every single year, right? And some years he's supported two wide receiver ones. So it's like, Corlin Sutton's going to eat. Jerry Judy's going to eat. Russell Wilson is going to do work. Like 35 touchdowns is his floor. And, and the ceiling is, I don't know, maybe 47, 48, maybe 50. I just love the situation. They got a great young team, good defense. Um, Russ is still that dude, bro. So I think he's in, for, in store for a really big year. And, and that's one player that I will be reaching on um compared to adp and the big thing is all those teams are good they're all going to be shootouts you know what i mean it's not going to be point. like yeah. uh, like my my lions playing with a bunch of has-beens all year you know you, you know what i mean like explosive offense so there's going to be shootouts so i like russ a lot i actually got sutton in our in our league you know like i i love Sutton this year you stole all my players it sounds like bro um my number seven and i actually just got a text message about this guy 
Um, Jalen Hurts. You know, I like the rushing upside. I like the RPOs. He has looked bad in camp. One of my friends, uh, he does some security for some guys on the Eagles. And his text message to me was, Jalen looked like effing shit today. So, you know what I mean? Like, and Nick played ball. Nick played SEC offensive line. Nick knows his stuff. Um, I'm a little worried after getting that text message because I wouldn't get that text message unless there was, like, serious legs behind that text message. I may have to real evaluate this. But, yeah, just the rushing upside and the RPOs he does, that's why I have him at seven. So I, I completely blew past Hurts. So that's on, that's my bad. Uh, Hurts I had at eight. So I completely understand you. We're not drafting Jalen Hurts because of what we've seen arm talent-wise, right? Yeah. My man isn't very good. Accuracy, ball placement. Um, that team tailored two seasons, right? The beginning of the season, they were throwing the rock. Second half of the season, lowest passing volume in the entire NFL. A.J. Brown definitely helps. Okay, the dude's a stud. He's mad efficient. Is there going to be enough volume, and is he going to continue to be effective on the on the ground? Because it, it doesn't take a, a brain surgeon, right, to watch this dude's tape when you when he throws the ball, and you're like, eh. Yeah. So like, I can completely see that text coming from your boy. To me, that doesn't surprise me because I saw that um, last year, right. But the idea is insulate him in 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 that offense where you similar to Lance, right? Limit the amount of reads. Help him be an athlete and make plays to move the chains and help your team. And it's not dropping back seven steps, right? Reading, breaking down the whole defense and delivering a 25 yard out on point. Like that is not his strength. So uh, I'm not drafting him for his accuracy, but there is still some concern there, man. And, and to be honest, he's, he has not been on one of my teams yet. So I got him last year. I think I got him last year in one of my leagues at the 11th, 12th round. I'm looking, I have fantasy pros pulled up. Uh, his ADP is 65. That's a little too high for me, I feel. Um, a lot of people love him, man. A lot of people love him. Um, who is your number six? Okay, so sorry, Lance was 10, Staff is nine, Hertz is eight, Burrow is seven, Russ is six. So go ahead and give me your six and we'll catch back up because that was my bad. Uh, I put Dak, I put Dak at six. Um, he didn't run as much as he did in the past. Last year, I feel that's because he was coming back from that devastating ankle injury. I think he'll be more comfortable on the field. He'll look to run a little bit more than he did last year. I think the Cowboys' defense is in for some crazy regression. They just, I mean, you can't have as many turnovers as they did. They lost Gregory. They're not going to be able to get to the quarterback. I think they're going to give up more points. Thus, there's going to be more pressure for him to throw the ball. Zeke's a year older. Pollard, you know, isn't growing anymore. You know, he's still that, you know, he's like a, I don't want to insult him because he is bigger than Darren Spoles, but I don't think he has the build to be a lead back. Um, yeah, so he's he's light in the pants, yeah. right? But super athletic. My man can move. Uh, we we saw what he is on the field, right? He moves at a different speed than most players. He can house at any moment. Um, I think Pollard, they're running out of the slot. So my main concern with Dak, and like I said, him and Brady were honorable mention for me at 10. So I do like him as a player. Uh, one of the highest passing volume offenses in the league. They got Dalton Schultz, who's, in, who's nice. Like CeeDee Lamb and Noah Amari Cooper, right? So everyone, CeeDee Lamb, is, is he going to finish top five? You know, we all thought that last year and it didn't happen. Um, Dak splits with and without Amari Cooper aren't great. So in my opinion, like CeeDee's a nice player. He's going to do work. But I don't, I'm don't. i not sold if he's the alpha, bro. Like I don't know if he can dominate and do work like that to where everyone knows the ball's going to him. And now it's like make a play, bro, because you're that dude. So I know he's flashed. 
but on a consistent basis, especially when we're on a slot, like how many TDs is he really going to catch? And I don't know if he has that dog, bro, because like it seems like he kind of checks out, maybe gives up on some plays, you know, a little too pretty. Um, I know it's the diva wide receiver position. I get it. I just don't know if I'm completely sold on CD, which is the reason why I'm a little bit lower on deck. I hate CD Lamb. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely hate CD Lamb. I was really low on him when he came out of college. I completely get everything that you're saying. Uh, who's your number five? So the guy you faded, right? Kyler Murray. Um, so here's the thing, bro. So I believe, you know, with the contract he got right there, there was a lot of stuff that came out, um, you know, regarding his film study. And I think we already mentioned it when you mentioned Kyler, but, you know, deep ball accuracy, points per game. Like my man is a top five player um, in most metrics, right? So let's just give him a, a 450 rushing floor, right? That's, I think, what he had last year. I think before that it was almost 600. So you give me that. I know Kingsbury, a lot of people don't like him. Um, once D-Hop comes back, the addition of Hollywood Brown, right? Rondo Moore's emergence, James Conner underrated in the passing game. A lot of people forget James Conner's a nice receiver, right? Oh, they gave him the ball at the five and the 10, and that's why you have 15 rushing TDs. Yes, okay? But they, they purposely didn't sign Chase Edmonds, and they paid James Conner. There's a reason for that. So I do believe James Conner is super undervalued this year. Really, really nice receiver. Um, they got weapons, man. I, I just – Kyler's my guy since he came into the league, dude, and, and, and a lot of people hate on him. I understand why, but I'm still I'm still in. My number five is Lamar Jackson. And the reason I have him at this is this, he's coming off his first major injury ever. So is he going to be a little hesitant to run? You know what I mean? Like he was on pace last year before the injury for another thousand yard running running season. But I just don't know. Are the Ravens going to limit his running ability, running attempts because he did come off of this injury? I'm a big Duvernay guy, the kid from Texas. I think he's going to be actually their number one wide receiver. Um, I just, it's just, I'm worried about his lack of rushing attempts. I guess that's my thing. Are they going to limit him? Is he going to be scared to run after his first big injury? But the guy is the most athletic quarterback in the league. So I have him at five. Um, what do you think of Lamar this year? I'll uh, I'll let you know what we think of Lamar when I get to him where where okay. he's ranked to me because okay. I got a who's couple. Your, who's your four? So my four is Patty Mahomes, right? Yeah. Um, literally, you know, he has to always be in the conversation, right? His splits last year, he's human, um, but I think he still finished top five. Losing Tyreek hurts, man. Like those big plays when when he's struggling and he's you know eighteen for twenty four for one hundred and eighty nine yards, and it's the end of the third quarter almost. Like that happened quite a bit last year. And it's those big plays, those scrambles, those backyard. I know Tyree can outrun everybody and I can outthrow everybody. And that's what I'm going to do. So Nicole Harmon, you know, nobody's Tyreek, bro. Tyreek's a really special player. Um, people hate on him. People don't. People love him. You can't replace what Tyreek does, right? That's a given. But Pat Mahomes is good enough. The signing of Juju, Juju, one of my favorite mid-round receivers this year, man. I do believe he's going to finish top 15, 18 or, or better. Right. So Juju is a guy that I love. Travis Kelsey. I mean, we mentioned Mike Evans, bro. Is there anyone more consistent? You know, the the, the, the tight end one consecutively, man, the dude just does work. So the safety blank is still there. Juju can operate as the one B. Um, Juju's still young, man. Juju's a good player. So I still love Patty as a talent, as a player. He takes a hit 100 percent because of Tyreek. But um, you still got to keep him in. Obviously, I got him at four. So my four, I want Jersey Joe, Joe Burrow. Um when I was doing like my projections and everything, just math wise with where I have Higgins and Chase projected, 
I have to put him at four. You know what I mean? Because I have I have Chase as my number two, and I have Higgins as my number eleven. Nice. So if I just add up those math, I have to have him at four. Um, I am worried though. My stat was this: was uh, most of his production came off of just you know throwing it up to Chase when they blit when they were blitzed. With the improvements in the offensive line. I don't think that's going to happen as much. So I'm kind of talking myself out of putting Burrow this high right now. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the slow pace. I mean, they were first, well, it was something crazy. Like they were first and early down run rate when they had a lead, like first and early down run rate when the score was tied. So, I mean, just the way Taylor is, he just doesn't like to throw it that much. But with where I had the projections of Higgins and Chase, I have to put Burrow this high just, just based on math. So yeah, man. So like, I, I don't, I'm not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the, the lack of rushing upside uh, hurts his ceiling in my opinion, but here's the thing. And, and you mentioned that production, right? I think Burrow had two games with one five, five twenty-five and five touchdowns. Right. So I think if you eliminate those two games, I think he barely squeaked into a top 10 QB last year. I know you can't necessarily do that. Um, but, but the reality is, is, is they did throw quite a bit. And I think we might've seen Burrow ceiling last year, but I also love, I love Jamar and T, bro. I love T at, I think, 10 or 11. I mean, I, I have him roughly around there, too. And we talked about special talent, man, with Tyreek. Like, Jamar Chase is a really special player, so I am mad at you. And, I mean, that picture of Burrow's old man and Chase's old man smoking stogies after that Chiefs game, dude, I freaking I freaking loved that. I, I love oh, yeah. that. I'm trying to find that stat. I can't find that stat. But it was, like, something, like, crazy. Like, they were just at the bottom of the hill – with like deep passing attempts, but they had some of the most deep passive yardage. That's basically what the stat was. It just didn't add up. And I think it was because of the weaknesses of their offensive line, which is insanely better this year. Um, who's your number three? Lamar Jackson. So here, here's what I was going to say to you, bro. Is like, is he going to hesitate? Is like, to me, the type of player and athlete Lamar is like that does not cross his mind, bro. He's so different. He's so special. That's ingrained in his DNA. So there, there will be no hesitation, in my opinion, for him to get out and do what he does because that's what makes him him, right? That's what got him to the NFL. That's what won him an MVP. Like, Lamar Jackson is a special player, right? We've seen subtle improvements with his arm talent, accuracy, where he puts the ball, pushes the ball down the field a little bit more. But the reality is, is we're banking on him to rush for 1,000 yards, right? That is how Lamar is going to return value. And in my opinion, you know, I love Bateman. Obviously, losing Hollywood is tough. They still got Mark Andrews. You mentioned, you know, Dunervay. They have, you know, Dobbins, Gus when they come back. So they have weapons, right? But I just believe, like, Lamar Jackson is such a special player. He's so different from everybody else that he knows that, bro. He, he laces them up and he walks out and he's like, I am faster than every single player on this field. And I'm going to enjoy showing you that, busting your ass. You know what I mean? So, like, I just... I don't think that that is even a, a question in his mind, you know? As someone that has the Ravens, a good amount of money on the Ravens, 24 to 1 to win it all, I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my number three, as I put Josh Allen, you know, first QB since Drew Brees to go back to back in terms of top fantasy football score. Um, I think he takes a step back for a couple of reasons. Number one, he had a 35% carry share last year. They brought in Aaron Comer, who was the offensive line coach for the Rams when Gurley had his thing. Uh, before that, back with the Bills with the LaShawn McCoy zone system. I think they're going to run a lot more just zone running play. We saw that the last four or five games of the season. I don't think Allen is going to run as much as he did last year. 
And you're like, you and I have been talking about this whole time, that running upside. And I think with the running upside not there, I think he takes a little bit of dip. And let's face it, after these two years, he can only go down. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like so, and I don't know, maybe I'm trying to be different by raking him this low, but I, I am at three. Look, man, I'm not mad at you. I got him at one, but completely understand, right? That back-to-back, there's a reason why that doesn't ever happen. It only happened, I think, once or twice, Breeze and Allen. So, um I completely understand that. I think he had his most rushing yards last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had like 700 or something. He was their RB1, essentially. Devin Singletary came on late. Um, you know, James Cook is going to be using the passing game. Like, I, I don't know, though, because what really has changed? You know, aside from like he's big, strong, sturdy. He hasn't gotten hurt yet, right? So my man thrives in that area where pump, pump, run, design, run, whatever they got to do to get him involved. Like, that fires him up. That fires the team up. Like, that's real football, right? I know we're talking about fantasy, but sometimes in real football, bro, like give me the rock. I need five yards. Like I'm going to get that and everyone's going to be fired up and that's going to push the squad forward with that momentum. And so he's that type of player for the team. Um, but I completely get, you know, not ranking him at one, like, you know, JT at one, you're like, it's just what you should do. But like the reality of him finishing at one is pretty low. So I'm not mad at you for that. Uh, but I got, I got JA at one. I mean, they made some improvements. They got the two guys from the Titans. They got uh, Quisenberry and Scaffold on the interior offensive line. Bills, Bills offensive line is going to be a lot better. Uh, who do you got as your number two? Your boy Herbie, bro. So I, uh, I already know where you're going with your one, right? He's uh, SoCal's finest, right? Law, hey, his hair is back, bro. I love so, his hair. I yo, love his hair. His That's hair what is back. Like in in uh, high school. <laughs> It's dangerous for the league when Justin Herbie has long hair, bro. So the swag is back, right? We, we've seen him. He's broke records, most passing yards. You know, everything that he does, man, that offense, you know. But here's the thing, man. You mentioned that division, right? Division got better. And, and ultimately, we're here to win fantasy championships, but they're not, right? So if they have to decrease his attempts, if they have to control the ball a little bit, their defense got way better, right? Khalil Mack, they signed J.C. Jackson. So they're going to be able to hang in that division. But are they going to make the playoffs, man? Because I feel like, you know, they were struggling. They were down. They were chasing points. And that's why Herbie continued to put up numbers. So if the Chargers are a better team and they're running the box, uh, running the rock and they're controlling the ball with possibly some leads with a better defense, that's going to limit Herbie's upside. But he's still number two for me. Uh, my number two, I want Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. My bad. I jumped the gun. On. <laughs> no worries. All good. All good. So. I know they lost Kyrie. I agree with you 100%. What he's able to do on the field, no one can do. But they did bring in NVS. NVS, I, I think he's 4-4, so he can still stretch the field. You mentioned Juju, and I looked back. This is the first time Mahomes has had a true slot wide receiver. Yeah. I think Juju is in line for an absolute huge season. I think that is going to help him. I think bringing Sky Moore, who's going to be fa- you know, not necessarily facing the best DBs, that's good for him. You mentioned Hardman who they did lose a second-round pick on to basically be Hill's replacement. He's there. They got Kelsey. On the defense of the Chiefs isn't going to be that good this year. They lost a lot. I think they're going to be forced to score points. I think Mahomes is going to be looking to kind of rebound because he looked bad that second half against the Bengals. He he looked god-awful. I think he's going to be on a mission this year. And I think he – and look at his four years, 38 TDs. 4,676 yards. That's just what he averages in four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I I have him at two. I mean, I would love to get him in a fantasy draft, but he's going at 35 right now per a fantasy football pros. 
I would never draft him that high. That's my only thing. You know, like, I don't know how you feel. Like, if so there's a different mindset, obviously, when you're playing, like, the league you and I are in with the super flex, more value on the quarterback. So, obviously, in a draft like that, you will take a – you will draft him early. But in a standard league, like, where would you – like what is what round are you taking a quarterback? So look, man, that's the that's that strategy, right? If if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm showing fantasy pros at 44 uh, for Pat Mahomes, um, Lamar at 48. So this year, bro, like there's so much value late, right? In my opinion, it hurts. And I had Josh Allen everywhere last year. I love Herbie. Like I love Mahomes. Like Lamar to me in the fifth is about as early as I'll consider. After that, man, like I'm legit punting and I'm waiting till. Seven, eighth, ninth, you know, if I don't get anyone I like, if I can't get, you know, Trey Lance late, if I can't get Russ in the, you know, seventh, like to me, punting on quarterback isn't the worst idea, right? Because you mentioned Brady, you know, A-Rodgers, we're going to get into phase, but Aaron Rodgers is probably one of my biggest fades this year. Um, you still got Dak who's going super late. You know, you have players, some people like, um, you know, Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins to me, like if you're drafting those dudes, like your squad better be legit, right? Because those quarterbacks are going to be okay, but they're not going to win you weeks. And, and that's the type of, that's the type of player I want on my team. And, and I draft different than some people and I have different values and beliefs, but I just, I don't want a Kirk Cousins or, or Derek Carr on my team, bro, because to me, it's not going to set my squad over the edge. Um, but this year, I think the number one strategy, man, is you wait. Uh, Lamar Jackson in the fifth is probably as early as I'm going to go. Now your number one, you already mentioned him. Tell us why. So, so Josh Allen, right? So he, he's a special player, man. He's different. We, you know, I got a little fired up talking to you about him and I just love how he plays the game, right? There's, you know, <laughs> by no means am I comparing myself to Josh Allen, right? But I was a big, a little bit bigger dude when I played quarterback and, um, you know, those plays, right? Those, those galvanizing moments for your team when you're just tough, bro, and you're just doing things to extend drives, you know, to win tough games, man, and to do the things that, make a football player exactly that. And he just epitomizes all that, bro. I just love him. His arm talent, you know, velocity, his size, accuracy, being able to extend plays, athleticism, like checks every single box, prove the haters wrong, back-to-back QB1. Like, I don't know, bro. Stefan Diggs is a dark horse to finish as the wide receiver one overall this year too. I'm not super high on Gabe Davis, but, you know, I just, I just love Josh Allen, bro. Like he, to me, epitomizes football. And I'm going to show you this real quick because you know your boys. I don't know if you know, but I'm a little bit into cards. But I got this right here, right? So this is a Josh Allen rookie kaboom PSA 9. Okay. If anyone wants to know, check out eBay, recent sold, and it'll show you how much it is. But I'm all in, bro. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. And, and to me, he just screams football player, and I like that. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. Uh my number one, uh, Justin, Luscious Lots, Herbert. Uh, offensive line is better. Uh, I mean, I mean, last year, 5,000 yards, 38 TDs. I think he can come close to that. And my main thing why I rated Mahomes and Herbert like one and two is I just feel that AFC West is going to be the wild, wild west this year. There's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. You have a lot of potent offenses. And it's just going to be whoever has the ball last is going to score. And that's kind of why I rated those two, one and two. That was kind of my thought process just because I think my strategy in one of my leagues is I'm going to try to get as many AFC West players as I heavenly can, just because I think it's going to be the highest, highest scoring division in, uh, in football. Now, who's the guy you are fading? So I mentioned Aaron Rodgers, right? I think, 
you know, losing Devontae Adams, similar to, to, to Mahomes losing Tyreek, right? You mentioned MBS, bro. Like, I'm not sold on MBS. He's going from an MVP quarterback to another MVP quarterback. Every time you look up, yo, MBS is wide open. And my man's dropping the rock, right? So, like, he's not – to me, he's not a good receiver. I know he got paid. Good for him. You know, solidify the dough. But uh, And I know you're supposed to follow the dough, but I just don't believe in him as a player um, because he couldn't get it done with one of the best, you know, most accurate, you know, possibly one of the best arm talent quarterbacks in the NFL ever. So I'm really worried about Devontae Adams. I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to, right? Um, I just – I don't know, man. I just don't feel great about him. I love Aaron Jones, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the players that he trusts more. People are hiring Alan Lazard. He's okay, man. I know he scored a couple, you know, I don't know if he had 10 touchdowns last year, but I'm just kind of fading that whole offense aside from Aaron Jones because that's the only player I trust. Aaron Jones, a nice, nice, uh, you know, a nice RB3 in my opinion, but I just don't know when there's losing a player like DA, where are the target's going to go, that chemistry, right? We talked about that. I know where you're going to be. I know how you run routes. I know where to put the ball, and I know you're going to come down with the rock. That trust, that you know, that basically connection takes so much time. And when you lose something like that, I don't care if you're as, as good as a player as Aaron Rodgers, that really, really hurts, man. So he's one of the players I'm fading this year. Uh, mine was my number 10. And it's just based on ADP, like Kyler Murray. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to draft him in the fifth round. To me, I to me, that's way too early to draft him in the fifth round. Lamar, I'm all about drafting Lamar in the fifth round. Kyler, I'm not going to do it just because – you talked about Lamar, his mindset. I don't think Kyler has that mindset. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think like he's driven the way Lamar is. So I'm going to be fading Kyler Murray. Um, who is your sleeper? <clears throat> so we got a couple. I know, uh, I know who yours is. So I'll go, I'll pivot a little bit because I also like yours, but you know, Jared Goff, we got hard knocks, right? We got, you know, DeAndre Swift, everyone loves. You know, I'm on, say, I'm on Ross St. Brown, who I'm not the most high on, but maybe he can grow on me a little bit. DJ Chark is 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 still a great, you know, not a great player. He's a good player who's, you know, getting some love. Hawkinson, like they got weapons, right? We've seen Goff carry, you know, a successful Rams team deep in the playoffs to a Super Bowl. So he's not a scrub. We've seen it before. You know, their defense isn't great. They're going to be chasing points. They got weapons. He can deliver. Um you mentioned that super flex league we're in like Jared Goff was one of my, one of my targets, man. And I didn't, didn't get him. You know what I mean? And I was a little hurt. So I, I really, really like Jared Goff. I think he has a good, good shot to finish, you know, QB 15 or below. Uh, you know, so I just, I think, you know, the situation, man, and what we've seen with him, you know, being able to deliver the rock, the lions are hungry, bro. The lions are hungry. They're on hard docks. I love their coach. Dan Campbell's growing on me. Um, Got me a little choked up when he got choked up, given that speech week one of uh, of uh, hard knocks. So I like golf, man. Um, yeah, I like golf too. And as a Lions fan, I, I think we're going to be good this year. I think we got a chance. Um, so this is my thing. Like um, I looked at it and I, I'm a big conspiracy theorist guy. And this is my big conspiracy. I feel that Carmichael, who's the offensive coordinator of the Saints, is Bill is Bill Belichick? No, sorry, my phrases. Is what Bill pa Bill Belichick was to Bill Parcells? Carmichael is to Sean Payton. Hmm. I feel Sean Payton kind of is there, and Carmichael did everything. 2011, when Drew Brees, you know, scored 472 points, fantasy points. Carmichael was calling the plays. 2012, when he scored 437. Carmichael was calling the plays. 
2016 when he scored 345. Carmichael was calling the play, is not paying. Now, I'm not saying Jameis Winston can come anywhere near that. Right. Don't, get me wrong. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But if he scores, let's say he scores 350, that's QB 12. And I'm happy like taking Jameis Winston in the 16th round, 15th round, somewhere around there, and he's QB 12. I think that's a legitimately good for him. And the one thing Carmichael did, and for whatever reason, Peyton hated it, is he would always line up Thomas and Kamara on the same side when Breeze was in the gun. I think that was great. I like Carmichael's play calling a lot. I think Winston's really sneaky. I mean, you even put a little comment in our chat room. I feel like I must have hacked into your notes, dude, during our fantasy. Because, <laughs> like, you always had, like, a little comment, like, when I was, like, I was poaching your dudes, man. So, uh, yeah, no. So I, I love Jameis, but here's the thing, bro. You, you bet you gamble, you win people money. Like Jameis feels like when you're in Vegas, you're on a bad run and you're chasing a little bit and you're just like, I'm going all in. Right. And you're either going to go home. Right. Or, or you're going to win big. So there, there, there is a little bit of risk. So if you take a player late, like Jameis, maybe take a Davis Mills, maybe take someone that feels a little bit safer. That's still not sexy, kind of gross. Um, because Jameis can ball, man. We've seen it. You know what I mean? But it might look ugly. But end of the day, man, you know, if, especially if you're in a six-point passing touchdown league, like, he can get it done, dude. So I, I, I like what we've seen. It's not like he's never done it before. I'm not the biggest Michael Thomas fan. So, you know, I, I like Olave a little bit more. They got Jarvis Landry, right? They got AK who might not get suspended. You know, Mark Ingram's still holding on. You know, so it's like – and their defense always plays well. It's the dome. So, you know, they're they're a sneaky squad, man. So I, I do I do really like Jameis as a sleeper, 100%. And you mentioned uh, Kamara. His defense has one more extension. So it got pushed back to the last week in September, and they have one more 60-day extension left after that. So he could play the whole season, dude. I mean, which is absolutely crazy to me. Um, Joe, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and anything you have coming up, any posts or any uh, live streams you have coming up? Yeah, man. So Fantasy Flow Joe on IG, on TikTok. Um, I believe on Fantasy Flow Joe 1. Your yep. boy officially got onto Twitter, about right? Time, and, and, about time, man. About hey, that's time. a whole nother animal. <laughs> there's a lot of nonsense going on Twitter, but there's, there's a lot of good stuff too, man. So a lot of information, a lot of good people on on Twitter. Um, you know, man, I, I just steady pump out stuff. I try to get in where I fit in, right? I, you know, guest star here. I put a little work here, put in a post here. Um, you know, so I, I kind of, you know, I kind of get around, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm just excited for the season to start, man. We had some preseason tonight. Um, you know, a little co couple controversial players that I'm high on that most people aren't. And the best part about it, bro, is we're all just doing educated guesses. And on Sunday, we go and see. That's the best part of this because like, there's a lot of smart people that are right with some stuff or wrong with some stuff. You just take your information and you just like come up, you know, sometimes yeah. you agree, sometimes you don't agree, but that's the fun stuff. So mm -hmm. thanks for taking time out of your day and we will talk soon, my friend. I appreciate you. Eric. Thanks for having me on, man. Make sure you give at fantasy flow, Joe, a follow guys. Great. Puts out great content. Who you should draft, who you should avoid in fantasy football really sharp guy make sure you give him a follow he's going to be coming on doing a lot more live stuff during the nba nfl playoffs we have some live streams live streams planned and joe's going to be a part of that so please give him a follow great guy knows his stuff now let's talk a little cfl we're at that part of the podcast where we're talking 
CFL, and who better to come on than the man who hasn't seen a CFL total he won't bet, CFL Jim. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. I just live bet the over in the Montreal-Winnipeg game. What's that bad boy sitting at? Uh, 36 and a half, but I bet the second half total over 21 and a half. Look at you. You know, you just you're forcing me into making bets, you know, when we're supposed to be working here, you know, you're peer pressuring me. I'm not forcing anything. I just say what I bet. You are free to, to tail or fade as you choose. So let's take a look at this. It's 36 and a half right now. Is that what you got? Yeah. I like that over. And then I actually prefer, I think Winnipeg right now is minus. What are they? What are they? Five and a half. Five and a half. I like that. Give it, give me the bombers minus five and a half. If I liked them at 11, of course I'm going to like them at five and a half. So we have an interesting week at CFL. Um, already some big news coming out in terms of the Hamilton-Toronto game. Excuse me. Why don't you go ahead and break that? Yeah, I got the starting lineup announced right here for Hamilton. Let me open up this, this image I got right here. Boom. Downloaded that. Come on. Oh, the, the main story, of course, is that Dane Evans is out. Why is Dane Evans out? Uh, I I am unaware as to why he's out. Uh, injury related, I believe. Who is their backup? Their backup quarterback is Matt Schiltz. I know nothing about old Matty. Yeah, Ed. he's like all right. I don't. I'd rather have Evans. <laughs> if you're if you're a Hamilton backer like you are, I would much rather have Evans. I I think this means they're probably going to run the ball a lot. Schultz is, he's a little bit, he's a dual threat sort of guy, but he's not accurate in my opinion. And I think this is, this is going to just be a super low scoring game. And I think Toronto's really going to come after him with a defensive line. Who's been pretty impressive. So do you like Toronto? I mean, I, I like Toronto before I like him more now. <laughs> really? Ob- I mean, obviously I like him more now. I t- Toronto were dogs, weren't they? Yeah, they were getting two. Yeah, and where are they at right now? Uh, they're laying one. Um, why why isn't my boy Jamie Newman getting any run? Uh, because he gets no love anywhere he goes. It's a sad story for Jamie Newman. Just got no love at Georgia. He should have just stayed at Wake. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's pull up these lines here real quick. Let's see these lines. You know, via our friends over. You know what? We're going to be hopping around. That's what Jim and I do. We hop. Yeah, I'm a slut. <laughs> and we're going to be hopping over <laughs> to our friends over on Bet Online. Uh, first game. Now, the total's at 46. You said you liked a low scoring game here. How do you feel about this? I'd lean under. Okay. I'd lean under. So you'll you'll lean. Don't, I'm not super strong on this total, but I would lean under. I just don't like Toronto, dude. I don't know what it is. There's just you still something... don't like Toronto here. I just don't like them as a team, as an organization. I like them as their pure chaos. I hate that. Like every time they're playing in Toronto, there's no fans in the stands. I mean, but as a team, they're pretty fun. I like the I like the Tiger Cats here. I'll still I'll I'll still take TC. Well, now you're getting better odds than when you bet them on the spring fever. I know. I was laying two. Now I'm getting one. I mean, do you think there's any chance I can get plus money on the money line here anytime soon? 
probably day of. I you you'll probably get something. I c- I could see that balloon up to like plus two, and then you'd probably get like a plus one fifteen, plus one twenty. Yeah, because I mean I'm loving this minus one hundred five. I mean, let me take a quick look. We might be able to even just shop around and see if there's anything right now. Our friends at the website, a betting app we will not mention. Uh, let's see what they have going on. Uh, P-Knuckle. P-Knuckle plus 112. Jeez, dude. P-Knuckle. Yeah. So, and, and we fucking, you know they're reputable. Yeah. So we can get them at plus 112. BetMGM plus 100, even money. Yeah, so if yeah, I'm seeing that too. You know, same with like Barstool plus 100. So I'll I'll probably be on the money line here with it. Yeah, Get the, yeah, go over to Pinnacle plus 112. That's the best one. I'm gonna take uh, Tiger Cats on the money line. I don't have a Pinnacle account. I wasn't on the Cool Kid list, so I'm gonna take the plus 105 at points bet. I don't hate that. Uh... I like Toronto money line before. I like Toronto minus one now. I, I, I got him at plus one fifteen. I can't really complain. Uh, I'll take him at minus one, minus one ten. I'll make that an official pick. Okay. Now, my next game we're gonna go to is the BC Lions laying three. Talk about line movement. Fifty-three line movement. How did this line move? So early on in the week, like Monday, it was Calgary plus one. Okay. Then it moved up to Calgary plus two for like Tuesday and Wednesday. Now all of a sudden we're at Calgary plus three. That makes me feel like people are betting the hell out of the Lions. Have to. Have to. So, but let me ask you this though. We we were talking about NFL preseason before. Now, do you, do you feel the volume's going down a little bit now? Uh, Maybe. Maybe like a smidgen, but I think... The people that would bet on NFL preseason probably also bet like a little CFL. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like that. I just don't try. I don't know. Like, here's something like, and you know, you and mine, our friendships just blossoming, if you will. Oh, yeah. Once I make my opinion up about you, it takes a lot for me to change it. And I just don't trust the BC Lions. I don't, I don't know where these trust issues are coming from. They're red hot. And their defense is actually looking pretty good, too. I like the Stampeders. I know they have issues scoring. Um, but I like their defense. I like their defense a lot. Um, I do like their defense. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to take the plus three. And via my new friends at points bet, I'm going to parlay the Stampeders plus 140. Hamilton plus 105. And I'm getting this parlay at plus 392. That's disgusting. Disgustingly hot. No, I'm on the complete opposite sides of both those. I'd probably lean BC. I'd probably lean Calgary plus three, but I like the under in this game. My favorite play in this game is the under. Yeah, because we we said it every week. Calgary is like a walking field goal. Exactly. They they they're a good defense and a walking field goal. They're like an old school team that just hasn't gotten with the times. So, okay, so we're going to differ here. Jim has the BC Lions minus three. I have the Stampeders plus the three. I'm staying away from the total, but Jim has the Lions and the Stampeders under. Under 53. Under 53. Now let's go to the Saturday night nightcap. We have stop, drop, 
shut them down, open up shop, the Rough Riders, lane six against double E, the Edmonton Elks, over under 48 and a half. What say you, my friend? Oh, my God. This game is so hard for me to predict. Edmonton's defense is so bad. And Edmonton as a team is really bad. But the last time we saw these Rough Riders, they looked really bad, too. This offensive line for Saskatchewan is like a paper sack. Uh, Cody Fajardo is hobbled, and he's not what you need out of him. They have skill positions, but they don't really have a run game to speak of with this bad offensive line. The defense is like the one shining factor, so I like the under. I like under 48 and a half. I still lean. I uh, I liked him at five and a half. I'm going to like him now. Take, give me the Rough Riders. Damn it. Yeah, I don't this trust our offensive one. line. I'm going to be on the Alex plus the six. I'm a, because, like, here's my – Yeah, but this Elks defense is the worst defense in the entire CFL. I know. I know. But, you know, I'm a sucker for a loser. I love Taylor Cornelius. He's he's my boy. I'll be rooting for the Elks too. But, like, this Rough Riders team, this is a perfect bounce back spot for him. So I'm going to be on the Elks plus six. Jim's on the Rough Riders minus six. I'm not touching that money line. No way in hell. Over under 48 and a half. What say you, my friend? I'm on the under. You're on the under? I'd lean under two. I'm not going to touch it, but I definitely... Saskatchewan's defense is good. Their offense is probably not going to be good. Edmonton I don't trust with with anything. Give me the under. Now, we... um, Let's just to review. uh, First game, I am going Tiger Cats plus the one. Jim has Argonauts. He got him at plus 115 earlier in the week. I'm going I like to like a minus one, too. I'll take a minus one here. We are against each other on every pick. I know, which is great, dude. I'm going to take the Stampeders plus three. Jim has minus three for the BC Lions and the under 53. Uh, Jim has the Rough Riders minus six and the under 48 and a half. I have the Elks plus the six. I need. Are you okay, dude? All unders this week? No, I took the over in the game tonight. You okay, man? You feeling okay, dude? I'm not, because this game is definitely going to go under tonight. And so I'm just this these matchups just kind of like work out that way. Yeah. Like normally in a BC game, I would say take the over, but Calgary's defense is good enough to get stops and their offense is not good enough to make touchdowns. Okay. Interesting. Well, hopefully you can get hit. Um, you know, I did take that live over of 35 and a half. We do have some breaking news though. Jim and I decided beforehand what we're going to do is we're going to have the E&J game of the month for college football. We got we to come up with like a special name. We, we, we got to get a name. We're still working on the name. What we're going to do is we're just going to live stream the game. There's going to be one a Saturday game. Um, you know, we don't know what game. It could be, could be the CBS game. You know, hell, it could be Kansas on Fox Sports 1 against Texas. I don't know. You know. It might be. That might be the game. That's like yeah. That'd be a great game to do it for. You know, so we're going to uh, pick a game. We're going to live stream it, you know, be focused on gambling, what's going on in the game, kind of stuff like that. We'll have some guests come on. We'll shoot the stream out. It'll be on Jim's Twitch and YouTube, my Twitch and YouTube. If there's a game that you, the people, want us for September. Shoot it out. Shoot it out. We're not going to do week week zero that August week because, unfortunately, I'm going to be traveling that day. So, I might live stream just by myself. I might live stream the Nebraska Northwestern game if I don't have anything else going on that day. Okay. 
Just okay. so you can see my my frustration and like almost dying when I watch a Nebraska game. So uh, maybe what we'll do is we'll put a poll out on uh, social media, all the social media things. And I just, like that. You know, just kind of you get know, the people vote. to vote. Get the people to vote, see what they vote, and kind of go from there. Jim, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you uh, on social media? You can find me at XFL Jim on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, mainly in Twitch. I, it's YouTube and Twitter are probably my two most active social media things. Yeah, I'm a little I, I got a lot going on. Your, I'm a little disappointed in your uh, Instagram game, buddy. It's I've I've always been so bad at Instagram. I, I don't post pictures. I don't post. It's so bad. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, make sure you give Jim a follow. Uh, Jim and I will be back on Tuesday night. We are previewing, probably have a three-hour preview on the Big Ten, uh, hour 15 on Nebraska, hour 15 on Michigan State, uh, another 15 minutes on Northwestern, and then ev- then, every- and then everybody else. like and everyone else just kind of steamroll through it. So Yeah. But, uh, Big Ten seems pretty straightforward this year, if you ask. At least the Big Ten East seems pretty straightforward. The West is always pure chaos. I think it's really kind of dry. I mean, I think you think the West is cut and dry or the East. I, I think Ohio State, and then there's it, it's the same three teams: Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. You might you might sprinkle Nebraska in the mix. We were in it. We were even in it last year in October. There was six. There was like five or six different teams that could win the Big Ten West. Yeah, you know what? I, I you know I don't mean to be a dick. It's like probably going to be either Iowa or Wisconsin. I, this is my my straight preview. But there's a there's a small there's a less than there's a greater than zero chance that Purdue could just go nuts. I mean, dude, are you serious? Purdue will ruin somebody's season? Are you honestly making me pull up my notes right now on your boys right now? No, we'll, we'll wait. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait for that. Uh, Give the people leave the people wanting more. You know, I, I need to work on leave the people wanting more. But uh, so make sure to check that out. You know, we're going to be talking. It, it probably will be our longest show. Like, and we've gone like hour and a half, hour 40. This could be like a movie like episode of Spring Fever. This could be the Titanic. So make sure to check that out. We'll talk soon, my friend. Hell yeah. That's it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. I'd like to thank this week's guest at XFL Gym talking some CFL at Fantasy football flow. Joe talking some fantasy football quarterback rankings. At Gambling God talking betting NFL and NFL futures. And at Boston Boy 83 talking betting some NASCAR. Make sure to give those guys a follow. Until next week, reminder the ETOF 21 Sports Show is live this Tuesday on YouTube and Twitch. Make sure to check that out. And The podcast will be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Let's make some money, boys and girls.